This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacom. Welcome to Parenting Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Can you say Josh Widdicombe? Can you say Rob Beckett? (laughs) Okay, that's (laughs) terrible. I know they're young, but put some effort in. (laughs) Sorry. Hi, Josh and Rob. My husband and I both listen separately to your podcast and often compare notes. It's probably one of the few conversation topics we have at the moment. We love it and get annoyed if one of us reveals stuff when the other one hasn't listened yet. I've been trying to get our two-year-old Nina to say your names for weeks, and she finally agreed tonight. Please find attached. Thanks, Sarah. I feel bad now. Two's young, though, isn't it, still? Yeah. And I would say, Rob, two is an age I fucking dream of. <laughs> oh, yes, because <laughs> I know, I know what's happened here. You've come back from Greece. Two is two is the past for you. And for me, it is a kind of distant future that I can't even imagine happening. I do feel like, and I know this is going to come back to bite me in the ass, but when you've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old, you are out of the woods of... Little kids and babies, obviously, yeah. beyond that. And they can, you know, do things. You're not following them around like that. However, yeah. I think I'm in this I'm sort literally of like, following Rob. Yeah, but I'm in the eye of the storm at the moment where it feels peaceful. But I think there's there's teenage daughters on the horizon that is going to ruin my life. Yeah, you're in the eye of the storm, which mm. is calm. Whereas yes. I am in a twister being thrown around <laughs> for, for every moment that so, I'm... So how, how old's your youngest? He turned one on holiday. Yeah, so he went to Greece for a week with a one-year-old and a four-year-old. Yeah, but it's not just Greece, Rob. It's just generally today. He just wants to go up the stairs the whole time. He's moving. He just, just won't stop doing stuff. How, how was the holiday, though? Because a friend of mine, Kit, you know Kit. Kit does your makeup on last yeah, yeah. week, and she's doing my makeup on this show I'm working on. And um, I think it was Kit, or it might be someone else, said, um, or it might be Anna, said... Uh, Listening to Josh get ready for his holiday was more stressful than me getting ready for my own. Well, 
it was a stressful few days beforehand, I won't lie. Because um, do, when when did we record? Did I tell you that my daughter was off nursery and we were trying to pack? Yeah, because there was a bug. And, yeah, because of the bug. So then, well, I'll just, I'll start on the day of the holiday. Um, the, <laughs> do you know what? 2 p.m. flight or something like that. Oh, it's late. How the, yeah, it is late. But the, we're still getting in a cab at 9.30. <laughs> Where are you flying from, Edinburgh? What is going on? I don't want to sound like a comedian in the 80s. What is the matter with air travel? What is going on with air travel? Bloody hell, why you got me there so long for? Have you even tried the food? And then you get on the bus, and you get on another bus to the terminal. So you don't, where were you flying from? Uh, Gatwick. Gatwick, okay. Which is an hour and a half from my house. Right. So 9.30, get there at 11, three hours before the flight. Okay. And then before you know it, it's two. So we've got in a car at 9am, and we arrive at our hotel at like... Well, um, there are, there's anecdotes in between, don't worry. But we're still <laughs> arriving at our hotel at 9pm. It's a long so day. So it's a 12-hour journey. I mean, obviously, there's a two-hour time difference as well. But it's... <laughs> a lot of numbers this ins- week. A lot of numbers in this episode. Yeah, sorry, so we carry the one. Um, also, it was on a leap year, so it was a February 29th. Yeah, anyway, yeah, sure. so... Did you, did you have fun? Um, yes. <laughs> long balls? Long balls, yeah. Um, do you know what? It was quite a kiddie flight, Rob, okay. on the way out there. Because everyone was going to the same place, which is very good for kids. But obviously, it's not during school holidays. So everyone's kids are under four. Oh, no. Yep. It's because it's cheaper. You go on holiday, then save a bit of money because you're out of school time. But they're all under yeah. four. And also, I imagine under two on the lap. So there's the just lap, doubling yeah. up the passengers. Oh, well, Rob, let me tell you how much, how many kids there were. You know the the extra seatbelt you get, that yeah. you attach around your seatbelt? They had to call for reinforcements more. They'd run out of them. The air steward said to me, they normally have 14. Yeah. That wasn't enough because there was 18 kids sitting on laps on the flight. Oh, imagine being a big fat bloke, though. You know, they need the extender. You're like, no, you can't, <laughs> I'm afraid, because there's children here. <laughs> Oh, do you know, and can I just say this? Mm. If anyone on a flight full of kids <laughs> says the phrase to you, do you know what I feel sorry for? The people that don't have kids on this flight. No, I don't agree with that. Oh, no, I don't. No, of course not. It's great. What, that guy that's just reading a John Grisham with his headphones in? Are you fucking kidding me? You feel sorry for him? My future self on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John He's Grisham. having the time of his life. I'm literally popping his headphones off. Going, you, don't, you don't even write them anymore. There's a team of writers. <laughs> don't mind, they still love them. Have a good holiday. Headphones back on. He's sat there. He's wearing white trousers because nothing will spill. Yeah, you got to feel sorry for him. He might hear someone else's child cry. <laughs> and not have to do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and maybe think to himself, yeah, that used to be me in the 80s. I love I love it when I'm on a plane and there's another kid crying. Because if you've got headphones and you can't really hear them, but also if you can, you are literally in a better place than that person yeah. dealing with it. Exactly, exactly. There's always someone worse off than you. Can I say something, Josh? That's, that's sort of our uh, catchphrase. There's always someone worse off than you. But for me yeah. and you, it often seems to be me and you. Yes, are the ones yes. that, you all are, that the audience are laughing yeah. at. Well, on the way home. I'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Can I just drop in a quick positive? Yeah. Family boarding is the greatest thing. <laughs> Have you, you know this family boarding where you just get ushered into this secret... Come oh, the, the family board or the family passport control? Family passport control, yeah. sorry, yeah. Yeah. So you're just walking along, mind your so own business. So it's your first time, I've done it a few times actually. Don't want to be that parent, but yeah, it's actually family passport control. 
Not for oh, anybody, but yeah, 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 of course. Get that yeah, right, I, I was new to it. It is incredible. It's good, isn't it? I think that's yeah. just at Gatwick, though. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because I was just walking along and just some bloke comes out and kind of goes, do you want to come this way? Yeah. It's incredible. Did you think, oh, hello, last egg fan, and then you realise it's just because you've got kids. <laughs> Here we go. Someone <laughs> likes some sharp, sharp, witty remarks about the news. That was a positive. Yep. There was too many kids on the flight. Too many kids was, on the flight. When they, when they boarded, they said, you know, they board in like area one, area two, area three, area yeah. four, etc." They said... Area one and anyone with a kid under four. And it was it was the whole fucking plane. <laughs> like the queue was insane. The pilot got a laugh. <laughs> That's exactly what happened with coming back from Florida. It's just all kids. Yeah. The flight back was so on the flight there, we'd put the old uh, the milk the uh what's it called? I'm so tired. What's it what milk come in? Bottles. Bottle. God. <laughs> Is it called? Yeah, it's just called a bottle. Udders. Udders. So, did the milk bottle on the way up. Yeah. He went out for 45 minutes. And then this was an absolute trip, absolute win. The plane was behind schedule. So, you know, when a plane goes a bit faster, it gets there faster. That really helps you when you've got a kid on the flight. So, in the end, we only had to do about an hour 45 on the way there. Oh, how long's the flight? Well, it's meant to be three hours, but they brought it in under that time, yeah. and we had 45 minutes kip. Yeah. So, actually, the flight there was great. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. I can hear he's... By the way, Rob, yeah. I can hear he's just woken up. Oh, is that my fault? Have I been too loud? No, have I been too loud? Rose? Yeah. Am I being too loud? Um, well, I'm right underneath me, Rob, because I'm doing it on the kitchen table. Um... <laughs> Yes, she did not sound happy with you, Josh. No, she, I wouldn't say that that was a reassuring response. I'm going to have to move, Rob. We're doing this. Shall I go and do it? I'll do it in our bedroom, Rose. Our bed? Oh, you're on Roses. I thought you were talking to me. Yeah. M4 Junction 4 Holiday Inn, yeah, Josh? <laughs> See you there. Um, so now I'm walking through the house. Okay. Well, I'm just going to keep the voice down. Well, yeah, we're, do, we're doing this at 9pm because... Um, well, originally you were supposed to be in Dubai, but that's been cancelled because there's a period of mourning because the president passed away and yes. I'm filming in Exeter and this was the only time we could do this, but you've actually woken up your child. Well, your heavy breathing is disgusting. You're like breathing into me. <laughs> that's not what you were saying when I called you last night, Rob. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Great to see you at M4J4. Oh, God, I've got to stand up. I'm having to stand up like I'm a shock jock. <laughs> It's Howard Stern here. It's Russell Brand on Radio 2. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what's happened now? He's not happy, I'll tell you that for oh, free. Oh, Rose must hate us. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, generally, yeah. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh, yeah. So then we, uh, we're on the flight. Yeah. The flight back. Let's just jump to the flight back, in which... He didn't sleep for the whole fucking thing. What time was it? 8 p.m. Greek time. Oh, that is brutal. Yeah. It's a long so day. He went up, you go up, you do the milk bottle on the ascent. You go up, what, off the runway, yeah? Off the runway, you go up off the runway, you've been on one. <laughs> you do... Well. Milk bottle on the ascent, which is basically you going, I'm playing all of my big cards. Yeah, that's your big one. I'm going all in. So when that fails within five minutes, 
you've got nothing. Yeah, they just drink it and look at you. Yeah. And, and go, you go, yeah, what now, big boy? Oh, fuck. And so it's so slow, Rob. There was a point an hour in, having spent the whole holiday saying we need to rebook this as soon as possible for next year. Yeah. Rose turned to me and seriously went, we are not going on holiday until he's four. <laughs> so what is your four-year-old doing at this point? Uh, she's list, uh, iPad listening yep. to Fine. Oh, was she fine on the way out as well? Yeah, yeah. Four she is loved the it. golden she, age. Yeah, because she she's too young to be scared about it or realise any of those things. Scared about what? Well, like plane travel. You know, like with plane travel. Some people aren't good with plane travel or turbulent, any of that Are stuff. Are you good with plane travel? I used to be bad. <laughs> so I got, I've, I've never thought about my kids being scared on the plane because it's a plane. Yeah. Because well, it never occurred to me that they may be. But is that because you're projecting it because you were, do you reckon? No, well, I used to be bad, but then Rose was bad, so I had to up my game, basically. <laughs> so I kind of... I'm fine Your nervous nearest pair. Yeah, no, I'm fine now. The kid trying to go asleep, you both, like, panicking and doing Valium. <laughs> breathing into a bag. You kid, the one-year-old's like, what's going on with him? <laughs> the the four-year-old's got horse blinkers on it, iPad down, like a nose bag. Oh, dear. Oh, so, way home, he's up the whole time, Rob. Yeah. Three hours, 20. <laughs> just the slowest time can Is ever go. Crying or just sat there playing? Not pissed off, no, just loud, wanting to wanting to move around. Walk up and down the plane holding his hands? No, he's not walking, so he just wanted to crawl. So, I realised that I could calm him by walking him up and down the aisle, Rob. I then worked out that the aisle uh, was 15 seconds I could do the aisle in. One five. Go. Okay. And then I thought, I worked it out, and I was like, I'm like, well, I need to do four times a minute, and there's um, 90 minutes left. So I was like, all I need to do at this stage is 90 times four is, I just need to walk up and down 360 times. That's all I need to do. That's good maths. You might just work out in your head, holding it. Well, I had a lot of time, Rob. <laughs> I had nothing else to occupy my mind. Did you just do that? No, after about 10 minutes, I started to get... The bottom of my back was going, you can't do this for 90 minutes, <laughs> mate. The old brain's got some ideas, has he? But he's not checked out the chassis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Then he fell asleep 10 minutes from landing. What a fucking waste of time that is. Then did he wake up when you were getting yeah. bags? Yep. <laughs> Which meant that he wasn't tired for the taxi home. So he's awake on the taxi, an hour and a half awake? Uh, no, fell asleep 10 minutes from the end of the taxi. <laughs> and then, so what time are you getting in? Uh, about 11pm, which point he, he obviously wakes up. <laughs> so we have to get him to sleep for a third time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, day that's probably cost you thousands of pounds. Yeah. Four of you to go away. Oh my god. What a life. And has it affected his, his his sleep? Is a uh... no. He's clicked back in quite comfortably, actually. Would you keep it on on English time out there then, or would you? No, we'd gone. We'd just gone rogue, really. Yeah. Because because if we'd kept it on English time, <laughs> uh, well, we I suppose we were to extent not consciously, but I suppose we did yeah. keep him on English time because we normally start bedtime at six thirty. Mm. But you're like over there, you're like I can't. I want to go out and have dinner with them. And it's 35 degrees. Yeah, so we went out to dinner at about six most nights, <laughs> which isn't a time you should be eating on holiday, but you know. So what time's that in English? 4pm. <laughs> no, 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 8pm. No, 4pm, 4pm. <laughs> so he was going to bed at about eight Greek time, which is about six UK time, but that was yeah, kind so of... Yeah, so it was sort of a happy accident. Yeah, happy accident. 4pm, here we go. You're having massacre again at 4pm. <laughs> What I fancy a 4pm some more dip. Do you know what, Rob? Yeah. Do you know what a good bit of the holiday was? What's that? He's two and a half hour nap in the middle of the day. Oh, my God, yeah. When someone had to take the hit of sitting on the balcony on a, on their own. Yeah, that's the nice part. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm happy to go and sit up on the balcony from one till half two while he sleeps, because someone's got to be up there. Yeah. So what I do now with my kids, we go out early, obviously, because I wake up so early. Then we come back on a holiday for a little, we have like family nap time where you can have a little nap or watch the iPad. We normally do the nap if it's jet lag, if we're further afield. Yeah. But just let them have an iPad for an hour and a half. Get them out of the sun in the middle of the day and you can have a sleep or just scroll on TikTok until your eyes hurt. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was a good holiday. I've, I've got a complaint. You complained? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I've, no, I did complain, actually. But I've got a complaint about... It was incredible. I had a lovely resort, had a lovely time, but they have to, they have to stop building fucking play parks in holiday destinations. <laughs> it's just not fair on the parents. <laughs> what do you really want play park? Like swings and carnival? Yeah. Once your child has spotted it, I get it, it's a good fallback, but once your child knows it's there, they want to go to the park. And you're like, are you effing kidding me I've not flown this far to go to the effing park oh, so, so rather than going to like the beach or the pool your kid just wants to go and play on the swing yeah and you're like no I, I just can't believe this is happening <laughs> yeah but it's news park isn't it yeah but it's shit <laughs> yeah but then if they're happy isn't that the main thing no <laughs> the parks do my absolute nut yeah but you can just sit there in the sun and watch them play on it, can't you? Well, no, because it's like... She's like, can you push me on the swing? Or all of that kind of stuff. It's just... Yeah, I'm, I don't... Yeah, no, just say, no, go and climb on that for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, no, I don't think that's... No, I don't... No, I think you better just climb over there for a bit. Or swing yourself. <laughs> Teach her to swing yourself. To do it yourself, legs out, legs in. Yeah, I know, but then, then you're spending your time teaching someone how to swing themselves, Rob. It's, it's not the someone, point. it's your daughter, Josh. <laughs> What? I what? want her to have the best time possible, but for the love of God, can you do it on the beach or in the pool? Yeah, true. Well, I don't mind the play park if there's a bench that's fairly comfortable in direct sun and I can take alcohol in there. 
<laughs> right, okay. So as long as you can get pissed in the play park, that's the main thing. Basically, what I've worked out, kids on holiday, if it is getting too much, if you do have a cocktail, everything will, will be a bit easier from that point. Yeah, fair <laughs> so, enough. Um, but no, part. did you complain? Did you have, oh, you complained about that the complaint was about the park. Oh, no, no, no. So I also had to complain, Rob, at one point. What, like, a, like to the manager? Did you ask for the hotel manager? I just complained to the duty. I did ask for the hotel manager, actually, which I've never done before. So, so what happened at the hotel? So the service was absolutely incredible, except for a thing where they use WhatsApp to try and book stuff and someone to try and book it for you. Like a concierge, but on WhatsApp? Yeah, like a WhatsApp concierge. <laughs> and I just, I just don't think the world needs that. They basically failed to book us dinner for the last two nights. So I basically complained, Rob. Yeah, what happened? I said, I want to speak to the manager so about this. So who complains because... at you and Rose? Is it you normally? No, not really. We're in the, very rarely in the position where we complain. I don't like to complain at all because I don't like confrontation. I mean, you know how much I don't like confrontation. You hate confrontation. I hate confrontation. I'd do anything to avoid confrontation. <laughs> You're a big fan of small talk, I hear. I don't think you like anything too deep, do you? No, I don't want anyone to understand who I really am. So. I want to tell you a story to a few references to the 90s. We all laugh, and then I don't see you again for a week. Yeah, exactly. we can all go home and we can all pretend that we don't know anything about each other. Fine. So I got the manager, and I, I just... I, I, do you know what I did? I stayed calm, but my my words had strength. Oh. What was you wearing at this point? Because on holidays, I find it difficult to complain if I'm just in my trunks. No, I wasn't just in my trunks because I was dressed for dinner because they'd fucked oh. up organising us dinner. dinner? What, like, sort of, like, down to I had a napkin tucked into my shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I had a spoon and my own fork ready because it was spaghetti <laughs> night. Oh, no, I had, like, a shirt and some trousers on. Trousers? Do you have to wear trousers for dinner? No, but I mean rather than rather than just Bermuda shorts. Okay. <laughs> Combats. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like quite warm enough in the evenings to go shorts. So it was right. it was like So you went oh so you went you went to go for dinner but got there and it hadn't been booked. Well, I went to come down to check how the booking that they'd promised to do was coming on and it had failed. Mm. So then I got the manager and I was like, I'm very angry about this. I just but I said it in a very calm manner. Yeah. And Suddenly, everything got sorted, and I got the I got given the phone number of the manager, and then I, I was allowed to text him any time I wanted with any requests. <laughs> and I was like, Did "You say Freebird, Lynn and Skinner, ten p.m. balcony." <laughs> I I thought, oh my god. There's a whole other world available for people that complain that I didn't know existed. Yeah, they do. They so so. Did they get you the restaurant booking? Yep. Yep. And now you can text. Can you text him now? Thanos. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I could text Thanos now. It'd be a bit weird. Well, no. It's, it's only it's only seven o'clock in Greece. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he could put me another. I couldn't say. Could you put me into Franco Manca tomorrow night in Shoreditch? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but no. Thanos is quite powerful. <laughs> <laughs> From what, from what I've seen and heard. Imagine that. What happens if your kid gets ill? Do you get Doctor Strange's number as well? I don't understand these references. I don't like Marvel. But yeah. anyway, we we digress. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we? Do we? <laughs> it's not like us. Anyway. 
<laughs> so Thanos sorted it all out. You've got the hotel yeah, manager's number. but it just showed me that there's a different world for people that aren't as polite as I am. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you complain, you get stuff. stuff. Yeah. Do you complain? Um, not really. No, I can't. But I did with BA because I was messing oh, yeah, yeah. about. Um, but you don't complain. But no, I don't really complain, really. Not, no. not really. But overall, I'd say holiday good. I holiday feel, good. I feel a bit refreshed. You sound absolutely fucked. I had such a long day. I did Lorraine this morning and I'm still going now and it's 9pm. You're still with her? Uh, they played a clip of this show on Lorraine. Did they? What bit? A bit I don't remember us doing about how many topics you cover in eight minutes on Lorraine. We talked about how basically you cover your whole life story in eight minutes when oh. she interviews you. Cause <laughs> yeah, because it's so quick about... and then they've got something on. And then it's all, here's our autumn looks. Yeah. And they played that out, and then she basically did exactly what we described. <laughs> I, I saw John Hamm, because he oh, was on you. as well, which was quite a, quite a big booking for Lorraine. So take, take what you think of this. I saw yeah. him, and he, I said, oh, nice to meet you. And he said, oh, I'm a, I'm a big fan. And I thought... Of you? <laughs> Sorry, I had two minutes. <laughs> Sorry, I was but... surprised. <laughs> I don't think John Hamm's your demographic. <laughs> And he said, I watch you on the shows. And I thought, oh, I'm not sure he's a big fan. That's the kind of, that feels like a networky LA thing, that. I'm a big watch- fan of you on the shows. What You should have gone, what shows, Ham? Yeah. Do you think he's, do you think he's streaming Cats Does Countdown back in, back in Hollywood? Los Angeles, he's staying up, like, he's staying up, he's getting up early for it, mate. <laughs> This will make you feel better. Try to text you my diary for the last two weeks because I, I yeah. wanted to talk about. Has it got your face? <laughs> this is a podcast about talking about parenting, but I've seen my children for about seven hours in two weeks because of this schedule. Oh my God. And then also there was another bit of drama which I'll tell you about. If you, this is this is what I've been doing for this last is two mental. weeks. <laughs> this is every, I'm working every day in May basically. Oh my God! Your your so Sunday you started in Inverness. You flew to Gatwick. That's the Saturday, the seventh. Yeah, I flew from Bristol to Inverness on the Saturday. Yeah, did the gig. Did the gig, and then the next morning that, that was seven a.m. flight. Next morning seven a.m. from Inverness to Gatwick. Got home, and I was supposed to be at home for like six hours, and then go and do the Radio Two show. But poor Lou, her colitis flared up again. Oh, she had no. to go to hospital. Oh my God! So I got in at nine. As I got in at nine a.m., Lou went out the door. To hospital, so I, I had the kids all day, and I had to cancel my Radio Two show because I couldn't get any childcare. Oh but then Lou came home from hospital, and her mum was then around, and she stayed with her. And then I had to get the eight o'clock train from Paddington to Exeter. Oh my god! And then filming an extra Monday, filming extra Tuesday, filming an extra Wednesday with a comedy night in Manchester. <laughs> yeah, and then guess what happened the next day? How did you get from Exeter to Manchester? Fly again? Drove. Drove. <laughs> <laughs> then look what happens the next day. 1pm collection from... That's the hotel, is yeah. it? Yeah. Swansea Arena. 10pm <laughs> collection. Oh, my God, Swansea to Exeter. <laughs> this is mental. Friday filming next to... Saturday filming next to... Car home after filming. Bet you're a good chat in that car. Will you asleep immediately? Been Sunday. Hypnosis good takes. morning off Sunday. Morning morning off Sunday. Two, two o'clock collection, though, in the afternoon. Yeah. Radio 2. Radio 2, train to Exeter. Monday, is that today? Filming today. Exeter. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then tomorrow? Tomorrow, Exeter. Then it gets worse. Oh, God, I've got read more. Yeah. Always bad when a WhatsApp message has read more. Yeah. Usually means someone's breaking up with you. 
<laughs> I think Lou might be when she sees his schedule. <laughs> Wednesday, South End. Thursday, South End. Friday, South End. Car to Exeter. South End to Exeter, Rob. That yeah. is not. But what time like... do you start filming on a Saturday morning? About, I don't know, about 8am, but then look what, oh, yeah. look what, so I basically do South End, go from South End to Exeter, look what's happening the next day. Train to Paddington. Because I'm filming in Exeter. Yeah. Limo <laughs> bike. I've got a story to tell you about the limo bike. Junction 29, M25, meet Martin, South End Cliffs Pavilion, and car to Exeter. Car to Exeter after the show. Yeah, two nights running. Oh my word, Rob. This is mad. August is quite quiet, so it's okay, all right. Once good. I've got time off, yeah. so I'm, it, please don't feel sorry for me. It's feast and famine, no. my job, but it yeah. is particularly mental. That's why I sound a bit all over the, limo the place. Bike, just so you know. Do you know for people that Ro- don't know, that's that's sort of like you get on the back of a motorbike and it's huge front of a motorbike, and they bike. drive you there to places because you haven't got time to get a car. Basically, yes. the first time I got one, I was very tentative. <laughs> it's not like you. And uh, when Nish Kumar got one, they actually told him that I was the most nervous person they'd ever taken. Really? Yeah. And he, I told him to go slow, and he couldn't go any slower, apparently. But it's not as bad as what I heard happen to Ramesh. Have you heard this? <laughs> what happened? The guy had to tell Ramesh uh, that he was squeezing him too hard with his legs, and he needed to... <laughs> <laughs> It is weird because you don't really you get you come off stage or come out of a show yeah. and it's just a man with a helmet on. He goes, yeah. "Israel, me, is your jacket? Get on!" Yeah. And Ramesh is squeezing. It <laughs> I, I had a nightmare. I've got a one once. It was on the motorway, and I was said to him like, because I was a bit nervous because they they properly zoom you through yeah, town. It's horrible when you go over the flyover, like you know that when you are on a raise, it's so windy. It's so weird being on the back of a motorbike of a man. I feel like his little prison bitch. And you can talk, so there's like a radio, so you can talk to him both ways. Oh, my word. And when I was on it, he was on the motorway, and and I I was a bit nervous, because on the motorway, going like 70-odd, on the back of a motorbike on a motorway, it was a bit rainy, and I was like, oh, God, it's all slippy. And I sort of said, well, you know, the thing is, I've never never really been bothered by speed, as in I've never wanted a fast car, I'm not into going fast. But he took that for... Oh, no. He loves speed. So he... He, you know, obviously he stuck to the speed limit completely the whole time, but um, it was, uh, we didn't, we went quite fast, but um, it was absolutely petrifying. But I got there in about three minutes, but um, they are they are fun to do, but they are quite scary. Um, I had a bit of a nightmare on the train from London to Exeter, Josh. Yeah, lovely train. And football fans, football fans gone. Oh no, football fans gone. Yeah, and I was just in the middle of a, a YouTube binge, because when you're away working, like, do you get into weird YouTube binges? Um... Yeah, maybe. What kind of YouTube binge? Well, I've, I've I've managed to get into the world of the um, feral hog problem in Texas. No, I don't have this situation, no. <laughs> Basically, because there were loads of, like, big... Loads of pigs released by Europeans in Texas, and there's no natural predators. They've got this feral hog problem, oh and God. they can't get rid of them because they keep breeding. And so now in Texas, you can get on a helicopter and hunt hogs and shoot them from a helicopter. Bloody... And so what are you watching? <laughs> that. What I've just said. But you, what? People in helicopters shooting hogs? Yeah, well, I saw it on a on a, on a on a For You page TikTok of Joe Rogan talking about it, and I Googled it, and there's documentaries about what they're doing to try and stop the hogs, and there's helicopters shooting hogs. 
Bloody hell. So I was, I was watching that. And anyway, train for football Exeter fans got on. fans? No. It's weird. On Sundays from London to Exeter, it's just loads of like Chelsea fans and people that have moved away or they've just oh, picked a team. There's no, no offence, but there's no big teams down there, is there? That, well, there is Plymouth Argyle, obviously. Well, didn't get promoted. You've got the big Exeter derby coming up. I can't wait. Um, gets a bit tasty, I've heard. Uh, that's, I mean, if you've been told that by a Plymouth or an Exeter fan, it doesn't get tasty compared to, like, Rangers and Celtic. Yeah, it's like, true, because I've been going in about eight in the morning from this hotel in Exeter. He's like, yeah, it gets a bit busy at rush hour. I saw three cars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all relative. You've got to remember that Exeter and Plymouth are 50 miles apart. <laughs> anyway, so I've got on it, and then they, this bloke came over and went, I can have a picture. I was like, yeah, of course. No worries. I had a picture of him. And then he was like, he's drunk dad, and then a few other lad, lads were there. And he went, oh, he's not, he's really drunk. He ain't even funny. And then I, oh, I was a bit no. tired and I thought, I'm not having this shit. I went, I'm about as funny as you are drunk. Like nice. Straight nice. off the bat, boom, Bang. down his throat. And he went, where are you going? I went, in another carriage if you keep fucking talking. Yes. Right to the carriage, laughs, absolutely ripped the carriage. And then, um, and it, and it worked. I think you've got to be like that with football fans yeah. or they just don't leave you alone or you just put your head down. And he went, so I did that, but then he wanted a photo and then he put his arm around me and then he started ruffling my hair. Oh, God. And I just went, I just went, leave it out, mate, will you? And then <laughs> I got really scared because I got five blokes and I just thought, I'm going to get this shit kicked out because I'm not hard. No. The absolute shit kicked out of me. Um, but, but luckily they got off at Reading. I don't know where they were going. What? Oh, I was just mean Reading-based Chelsea fans. God, I, I just hate it. That, that I mean, we talked about when all those Welsh rugby fans got on. The, yeah. the change in dynamic on, oh my a, on God. a train. It's when brutal, isn't it? Just, it. They just totally dominate. And I've been that drunk football fan. I've yeah. never been that bad. I've distanced myself from them sort of groups of lads that properly go for it. But it, it does change. It happened at Bristol Airport. Oh, my God, Bristol Airport was horrific. When I flew to Inverness at 7 a.m. <laughs> on what I would call a very empty flight. It's not a very yeah. busy route. Um, there were so many stag dudes. There were in Bristol. It was five a.m. I reckon I saw about a thousand people drinking pints of snake bite. It was like a student oh, union. Oh my god! Why are they still drinking snake bite in Bristol? Oh, I mean, there is a lot of students in Bristol, isn't there? We weren't students. Oh no, but it's cider, mums. isn't it? Like Cider's big in Bristol. So it's cider and lager with a black currant top. Yeah, it? but they're still they're so big on cider that they they're still standing by the snake bites. I got chased through the airport by a stag do. Right, they wanted a photo, yeah. and I had a photo of them, but then they kept on trying to get me to have a pint of cider. Right, oh my God. and then I went, no, no, no. And then I tried to find a little lounge. There's a little lounge at Bristol. You can pay twenty quid yeah. to go in. So I thought I'll just pay twenty quid and I can go in there and it'll be quieter. And I got to the front and I went, oh mate, can I pay to get in? He went, no. I went, what? He went, we're fully booked. And then I literally <sighs> went, you have to let me in. <laughs> he went, what? I went, please, can I come in? And he was like. No, I'm sorry, sir, it's full. I was like, please, can I come in? And then luckily this big Welsh bloke come over and went, oh, my eyes right. And he's even recognised me and oh let me in. God. I paid to get in, but he yeah. let me in. Um, but um, I was like, I, I, I can't. I, I would have ended up just doing the snake bite if I couldn't go in oh there. It would have been easier. What a life. I, know, what but a I feel life. like I'm moaning too much today, sorry. No, you're not. You're not at all. I've got something to moan about, though. Go on. I ordered something from DPD, right? Yeah. And they went, oh, we've missed you. We've dropped it off at your nearby shop. Yeah, I was like, fair enough. They've dropped it off a, a spa, a twelve-minute drive away from my house. Oh, Rob. that's not acceptable, is it? No, that's not acceptable. You're never getting that item, <laughs> by the way. You're just never getting it. When am I going to have half an hour round trip time to go and pick yeah. up? You've got a morning off, actually. I can see before when your Southend gigs, you've got a morning off when you can nip and get your DPD. 
we get I'll don't do that then. Got loads of time. Well, it was, it was just a, a, a fancy coffee cup, like a little espresso cup that was reduced. I sort of saw in my emails and I was bored and I bought it. It was like eight quid. And um, I don't know why I sent it DPD. Because I'm the only one that's like little sh- espresso coffees. I've got this one little espresso, tiny little box, 15 minute drive away. Oh, God. Oh, that is heartbreak. I'm never going to get it, am I? No, I remember once going to pick something up. And it was Uncle Buck on DVD, and I didn't even need... I didn't... I got all that way, and it was Uncle Buck on DVD. Who was this? About ten years ago. It was when DVDs were still a thing. I can't believe it's Uncle Buck on DVD. i tell you another one. I had to get the little red bit of the Royal Mail thing. Yeah. Went all the way to um, post office, which was miles away when I lived in Islington. Yeah. And um, it was a parcel, and I was like, this is exciting. I took it home and I opened it and there was like some fur and I was like, what the hell is this? And Rose had subscribed to one of those, um, you know, like uh, those adverts in the afternoon, like sponsor an animal with WWF or WWE or whatever. They're they're still called WWF, aren't they? It's the other ones that have changed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) WWE pandas. Yeah. And it was this, this was a free soft toy that you get when you subscribe to sponsor a snow leopard. That happened to me and Lou, right? I did the exact same thing. I lived in Lewisham. I had to go all the way down to New Cross because I had one of them stupid raw mail things. I brought my ID and all that. Do you know what it was? A compare the meerkat, meerkat. Oh, I was fucking livid. Oh. oh, my God. She was like, what was it? I was like, meerkat. When did you order the meerkat? You know, no one was doing the free meerkat. I'll tell you what, them adverts have tapped out, haven't they? Yeah. The <laughs> Alexander's not worth as much as he thought it was going to be. He'll, t- he'll pop up in the jungle later this year. He's had no work. <laughs> Sorry if we're a bit quiet. I'm in a hotel room and Josh has woken up his kid and yeah. I've not seen my children for two weeks. So yeah. I'll have more kid stories next yeah. week. But uh, let me go. I've got this good, I've got a good uh, celebrities in random places thing. Oh, yeah, go on. That's what we've been doing, isn't it? I was going to find some questions for Lou and Rose. Oh, this is what we need to do. We've got loads of questions for Lou and Rose. Don't do that anymore. But we need more questions for our parents. Yes. If there's anything you want to ask our parents for the book, let us know um, and email us in. Um, what's the best email, we've got Josh? so many emails uh, with the questions for Lou and Rose. We've got 570 different questions, Rob. Yes, I think that's covered, guys. Um, but if there's yeah. any questions for... Uh, they might have their own book out next year. So, oh, they've done them by topic. Do you, want, do you want to... You choose a topic and I'll give you a question. Best and worst habits, fame... Humour, pregnancy, holiday stroke events, expectations, and personal. Personal? Do personal. Okay. Number from one to six. Six. Can you tell us one thing that Rob and Josh do that makes you feel truly loved and cared for, no matter how trivial or mundane? Such as my husband doesn't drink hot drinks, but always makes me one in the morning. I've got a terrible feeling that's going to... Rose might struggle with that one. (laughs) Do you know what? It's going to be really telling when the book comes out and that's not been answered. Oh, God. Oh, God. Give me another. Right, do you want another personal? Number one to five. Uh, um, no, go for the other one. The um, Expectations. Uh, holiday and events. Expectations. Expectations. Give me a number. One Three. to eight. Three. Do you secretly think that in an ironic twist, the reason Rob and Josh started the Lockdown Parenting podcast was an opportunity to actually get away from actual parenting? I think we've had that one. 100% true as yeah, well. Yeah, 100% true. Not um, secretly at all. Give me another number. Pregnancy? One to six. Four. Four. What personality trait 
were you most worried that your unborn child would inherit from their father? Jesus Christ, these fucking animals. I think this is a bad idea, John. This is genuinely... Fucking hell, I don't think we'll get out of this, all right? When, when and how did you realise that this prenatal worry was a reality? Bloody hell. <laughs> Stiff necks on parade here. I suppose loose necks aren't sending them in. Well, look, basically, let's say we've got enough for Lou and Rose. Any questions for our parents? If you've got any questions for our parents, do send them to the address that's in the show description. That is, um, please email them to parentinghellbook at bonniabooks.co.uk. And Bonnier is B O N N I E R. Bonniabooks.co.uk. Parentinghellbook at bonniabooks.com. Any questions, put your name age and location and we'll feature that in the book as well so you could be yes. in the book if we pick yes. your question um i've got some listener stuff we could do quickly josh before we yeah. we'll do some more listener stuff for friday but okay. i've got this one remember um the cum woman emma clark the woman that saw cum written on a tree and her yes. kids read it out she's she messaged on instagram and she's been called the cum woman by her friends because oh, no. we refer to her as the cum oh, woman no. but her name's emma um just listening to your podcast and but this is about celebs in places i saw nicholas cage in a burger king in blackpool i also served really? david guest in waterstones in bolton when i was a student and he was looking for his own book which we didn't have in stock and i had to oh, pretend it had God. sold out oh, even though we'd oh, never God. stopped it brilliant absolutely fun. love it right well we'll go now so michael can edit this and then we'll uh, see you guys on friday see you then cheers, cheers guys bye. Bye.